Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you like always. Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. Executive producer, Rami Makhlouf. And the Rami Show comes up today at 3 o'clock. And if you... uh, Maybe just getting off of work, or maybe been really busy at work, just now are turning on the radio, or just now streaming us at 1250amthefan.com, or using your Odyssey, whatever the case may be, uh, and you've been so busy with work, they have no idea what's going on in the sports world, have no clue, uh, and are just trying to get caught up. Well, first, uh, let me tell you a couple of different things here. Uh, number one, uh, first and foremost, uh, is the news uh, coming out of New Orleans uh, earlier uh, today. Adam Schefter and numerous other NFL insiders uh, reporting that there are eight people total that have tested positive uh, for COVID from the Saints. Uh, one player, several assistant coaches, uh, and a nutritionist uh, have all tested positive for COVID. Now, Plucker, I believe, you mentioned earlier in the show that the assistant coaches apparently all were vaccinated, correct? Yeah, that was according to Tom Pelissero. Okay, so Tom Pelissero on Film Network said that the, they were vaccinated, but they still tested positive. Okay, fine. But this is the thing. To me, and I, I, I don't know about you, but there's reason to be concerned here if, if I'm the Packers, right? Because before and after the game, there's intermingling between both teams especially after the game. I mean, before the game, maybe not as much. Maybe you have a couple of players that know each other on the teams. For instance, Ty Montgomery, right? Former Packer. He knows a bunch of dudes on this team. So intermingling going on there. I don't I don't know the coaching staff by heart on what's going on over there on that Saints sideline. But if there are coaches on the Packers sideline, they know coaches on the Saints sideline, and they're talking before the game like head coaches normally do, there's intermingling there as well. So you just hope that this doesn't become something that not only is going to affect the New Orleans Saints, but also could affect the Green Bay Packers uh, by simply being in the wrong place at the wrong time uh, at the end of the day. You're hoping 
that doesn't happen. So that's where we are on that first piece of news that broke earlier today. The other piece of news that broke earlier today that we're going to talk about right now involves Ryan Braun. Braun, of course, the longtime uh, Brewers outfielder who myself and others were was really hoping uh, would get back into a Brewers uniform one last time, play the month of September out, uh, and help this team in the postseason with a couple of big clutch hits. Not only to help the Brewers out, obviously that would be my na- number one priority, but the other thing is, dude, the last year was in front of empty stadiums. Like he never got the 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 last chance to see the fans. I guess you could see there was never that last moment. Now his last moment uh, is apparently going to be on September 26th, where he's going to come back and is, uh, essentially share the day with Bob Euchre because that weekend is kind of celebrating Bob Euchre weekend, where they're going to have a WWE bobblehead that talks uh, or not not doesn't talk a WWE bobblehead. Uh, with Euchre, like a WrestleMania-type deal, on WWE night uh, featuring Euchre on that one night, the 25th, and then on the 26th, they're having a talking Euchre bobblehead again. Uh, But now Braun's going to be there, too, for the last home game of the regular season. So he'll get that ovation on the way out. So Braun, uh, earlier today on social media, put this video out. Brewer fans, Ryan Braun here. This is an exciting time to be following the Brewers, and like you, I'm enjoying every minute of it. While we're taking it all in, I wanted to take a minute to share some news with you. On May 25, 2007, I took the field for the first time in a Major League uniform. Today, more than 14 years later, I have decided to officially retire as an active player. While it's impossible to summarize my emotions right now, what I feel most is one simple thing, gratitude. And I just wanted to take the time to say thank you. I've been incredibly fortunate to be joined by countless amazing teammates, coaches, support staff, friends, and family for this incredible ride. To the fans, thank you for showing me and my family unconditional love and always making us feel like we truly belong to this community. Thank you for packing the ballpark night in and night out for 14 years. You made coming to the ballpark every day a joy, and I cannot imagine a better playing experience than being a brewer for life. Thank you for the encouragement, support, and motivation. Thank you for the memories, the postseason runs, the moments I'll never forget. I'm coming back to town for the last home game of the regular season on Sunday, September 26th, and I hope you'll be there to celebrate with me. Until then, go Brewers. All right, so there's Ryan Braun in his video that he put out earlier today, and the Brewers have been putting out highlight videos of Braun and so forth on social media uh, for uh, the next several hours after he put out the video earlier. So the question is simple. Ryan Braun announces his retirement from baseball earlier today. How will you remember Braun and his time in Milwaukee? Because God knows there's a lot of stuff that happened while Ryan Braun was in Milwaukee. A lot of stuff happened while Ryan Braun was a member of the Milwaukee Brewers. On the field, off the field, whole bunch of stuff. So the question is this. How will you remember Ryan Braun, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us uh, as well at 1250AMTheFan. It's wide open, just you and me. However you want to remember Brian Braun. Everybody might be different. Everybody's going to have different aspects of maybe how they're going to remember Braun. I know for a fact that probably most of you listening to Sparky's Midday Madness right now here on The Fan probably have a Braun jersey of some sort or have a Braun-signed something. 
a bronze signed baseball, a bronze signed jersey, a bronze signed picture, a program, whatever. More than likely, most Brewer fans probably all have something Braun related in their house. And I would guess, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but Plucker is here. I would guess that probably most people uh, that you know were around uh, during the era of Calvin Johnson with the Lions or whatever probably all have some type of Calvin Johnson memorabilia in their house, whether it be a picture, a poster, a jersey, a canvas, or whatever, because he was the fan favorite, like Ryan Braun was the fan favorite. But the difference is when Calvin Johnson of the Lions stepped away and said, toodles, I'm done. This team sucks. I'm out. I'm not playing anymore. There wasn't the turning of the fan base. There was disappointment, but the fan base didn't turn. With Braun and everything that happened with Braun, with the uh, cheating allegations uh, that were out there, him essentially tossing the dude from Kenosha under the bus uh, in the whole process of having this big press conference and, and saying that, you know, he, he didn't do anything wrong and so forth. And then having to go back and apologize to this dude after he got uh, caught in the lie and everything else, uh, you he lost some of uh, those fans, I think, during that time frame. Now, it seems like to me, maybe I'm wrong, and we're going to find out when we take these calls here in, in tweets, it seems like, similar to Brett Favre with the Packers, that most of you have moved on from that. It feels like most of you... When I ask for your memories of, of Ryan Braun and how you're going to remember Ryan Braun, I feel like we'll not probably reference that. We'll have moved on, doesn't care. He said he's sorry. We're good. I'm going to miss Ryan Braun. I feel like that's how this is going to play out. But we'll see. We'll see how many uh, people really, really uh, are all about Ryan Braun. So, he announced his retirement from baseball earlier today. How will you remember Braun and his time in Milwaukee? 414-799-1250, and you can also tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. This is where I'm at on broad. It's hard for me not to remember the cheating aspect of Ryan Braun. It is. It's not a good trait that I possess. We're holding grudges and not letting things go. It's not a good trait. I know others possess similar trait, but I I definitely have it. uh, And I know it's not good, but it is what it is for me. Not sure of moving on like that. When you say Braun, I'm going to think cheater. Just what it is. That's what I'm going to think. Will I think of other things besides the word cheater when I talk about Ryan Braun? Absolutely. No question. I think Braun was one of the more clutch hitters that we've seen in Brewers history. I think Braun definitely deserves that attached to his name. I think Braun and Prince Fielder and Corey Hard and Weeks and J.J. Hardy helped put the organization, the Brewers, back on the map in Major League Baseball. Because it had been off the map for a long, long time between Molitor, Yount, and Gantner uh, and this farm system as it developed up to the big leagues. And with, with those guys 
uh, you know, that we're talking about. Dean Taylor was the general manager that hired Jack Sorensic that helped build this farm system. Doug Melvin kept Jack Sorensic, and Doug Melvin and Jack Sorensic continued to build the farm system together going forward. And through building the farm system, you were able to have a very potent offensive lineup. Now, obviously, pitching was a struggle, but eventually you got a Sabathia. Uh, and you broke that streak of not being in the playoffs for 26 years. You broke a streak of, what was it, 11 years of being under 500 in a row. I mean, there are a lot of good, positive things came out of Ryan Braun being affiliated. Him and Prince Fielder, uh, you know, where I don't think either one was Robin to Batman. They were both you know, Batman and Superman, however you want to phrase it. They were both A-level players. Braun has the MVP award. Um, Fielder does not. But both had huge impacts on just the popularity of this team in the community, how good this team was uh, day in and day out uh, throughout 162 games throughout the season. Had a huge impact. I had a, a friend of mine text me earlier today, and he said, do you think he's, he goes into uh, the, the Brewers' little version of uh, the Hall of Fame or whatever the case may be? And I said, yeah. We have numerous, numerous reasons. One, the main one is he's friends with the owner of the Milwaukee Brewers, Mark Antonazzi. They live in California. They're guys. So, yeah, he, he's definitely going to be at that level. Now, statue for Ryan Braun? Should he get a statue? No. Can't do it. Cannot. Cannot do it. You, you, if I'm going to build a statue for you, then to me, to me now, you got to be clean across the board. Like, can't be having any shadows or dark things around you going into this thing. I can't give the man a statue after that whole cheating fiasco. No. Not happening. Retiring a number? I don't think I'm doing that either. Nope. And I know statistically his numbers are really good. And he's top five in numerous categories, offensive categories for the Brewers. But for me, I can't move past the other thing. There's a lot of positives about him, but that one negative is too big to build a statue for or retire number four. Does not mean that it will not happen because it wouldn't surprise me at all if they built a statue for Ryan Braun. Wouldn't even shock me in the least. But again, I think I'm in the minority on this one because I think the majority of you have moved on and don't care about the cheating anymore. Ah, whatever. He said he's sorry. Let's move on. I think that's where a lot of you are. I, on the other hand, hold grudges and can't move on as well. 414-799-1250. What about Ryan Braun? How will you remember Ryan Braun as a Milwaukee Brewer? You can also tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, Ryan in Burlington, you're first up on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Sparky. Hey, first and foremost, I mean, I think you're, I think you're valid in saying what you're saying in terms of not being able to move on and shouldn't build a statue. And I mean, I think that's totally valid. I, I'm coming from a little different perspective. I was... I was uh, with the Brewers until 2016 for about 10 years, and I'll remember Braun as one of the nicest players. The guy that you see on TV where people say, "Oh, he's too polished," too gives the, you know, kind of the PC answer. I, he was like that outside of TV. You know, there was numerous times we're walking to the stadium. I'm in the golf cart or I'm walking. He's like, "Hey, hold up!" And I look back and it's Brawny. And hey, how are you? I'll walk with you down to the clubhouse. Um, Truly a nice guy. Now, getting into the cheating thing, yeah, and I think he knows that's going to haunt him. I don't think they're going to build a statue. Um, but in terms of 
off the TV, outside, really a genuinely nice guy. I've told everyone I know this from day one. He was always kind, nice, always asked you about your family. His dad would be waiting for him outside the clubhouse, talked to him numerous times. Um, so, you know, for me, 10 years of just, he was, he was a great guy. And it was a terrible tarnish and a terrible choice that he made. I won't even say a mistake. It was a choice. Um, but overall, good guy. And I wish him well in retirement and whatever happens in terms of everything else. And I, But I, I think everyone has a right uh, about the cheating. I mean, I, I don't think they're wrong in that, but behind the scenes, truly a nice guy. You know, Ryan, you bring up a good point. Thanks for the call. Thanks for listening in Burlington. Is I have never in my time run across anybody that ever had a bad run in with Braun away from the field. Now I'll tell you how this works. And I've, I've said it before previously in all the years we've worked here. Normally, if somebody has issue with a professional athlete and is really hacked off by what happened, that person will reach out to somebody doing sports talk radio in this town or one of the anchors on TV or whatever and will tell them of their horrible experience with the player and how mad they are that the player did this to them or whatever. We get it. We we get those type of stories all the time because the person's upset and wants somebody to blast the person for them because they don't have the voice. So you you hear that stuff on different players or coaches for that matter. Braun, I, de- I never had that. In all my time going down to that clubhouse back when we used to do the on-deck show, I would do midday madness uh, during the week for a couple hours, and then I would go down and I'd be the main guy five, six days a week doing all the interviews in the clubhouses uh, before uh, games for the on-deck show. And had numerous interviews with Braun over the course of time because back then Braun talked a heck of a lot more than he talks now. Um, but never had an issue, none whatsoever. Always was polite, uh, would do the interviews, Never really had any issues with Braun whatsoever. Now, you weren't going to get him you know, six, eight times throughout the course of a year, uh, but he would do it a couple of times for sure. He's always been gracious and, and come out with Tim Allen over the years, always carved out time whenever we would go out to spring training to make sure he did his one-on-one with Tim Allen at some point uh, during spring training, one way or the other. Uh, and again, as the popularity grew, uh, you know, he didn't want to do as much maybe going forward, but he always made time for Tim. So that was always a very cool thing, too. The other story that I'll share that I've, I've talked about, too, in the past is the old spring training complex before they just redid it. The minor league complex was across from the major league complex. So essentially, there was a parking lot separating the minor league complex and all those baseball diamonds from the major league actual stadium where they played the spring training games and the major league clubhouse. So in the mornings... Uh, when they would go out and get ready before a game or just go out and if you know they were just practicing in the morning before game started, they'd be out there at you know eight o'clock in the morning and they'd all be separated into groups on the different baseball fields. And back then, you know, as a fan, you and your kid or your wife or you and your buddy, whatever, could literally sit on like softball style bleachers right behind the dugout. And as long as you were quiet and didn't make a ruckus, could sit there and listen in on these guys having conversations while they were taking batting practice or doing drills uh, and watch the whole thing play out. And the Brewers wouldn't say boo to you. Totally fine with it. Again, that was back in the day. I highly doubt that's going on anymore. I haven't been out spring training in a couple of years. But that's how it was, and that's why spring training was so cool. But then what would happen is when it was done, 
10 o'clock, whatever it was, and it was done, then they would walk across. They had, there was only one way to get across the major league complex. That was across that parking lot. So then they would walk across the parking lot. And I'm here to tell you, I watched it numerous times. Braun and Fielder would be mobbed like, you know, it's like some pop rock star walking through a mall or something like that. I don't even know how to describe it. Just mobbed with lots and lots of people. And both of those dudes, Fielder and Braun, would sign and sign and sign every morning. Over and over and over and over again would sign. Could have taken different ways around the fans. I don't know how they would have done it. I mean, I guess they could put them on a golf cart and blew through the people and brought them over the other other side. Uh, but that's not, not, not how it went. They would just sign for everybody. Those are the type of cool things uh, you know, that you talk about when you talk about Ryan Braun. Elgin, Southwest Side, you are next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Ryan Braun retires earlier today. How will you remember Ryan Braun's time as a Brewer? Well, I'll, I'll remember it greatly. Um, that, the, no, doubt, no doubt about it. Um, um, I'm calling it a little bit differently. Um, I lost my cat of 18 years this morning. We watched baseball every day. So broken. That sucks, um, man. I'm sorry. What was your cat's name? Casper. Casper. Casper the cat. All right. So, one of my great memories of, of, of baseball was uh, I went down to um, Florida with my dad. And um, it was Jupiter, Florida we went to. We got to see a, a, a spring training, you know, uh, up, you know, wasn't a game. But, um, that day, I got to meet Will Clark, Kelbrickham Jr., um, uh, Jason Worth. He was his rookie year. B.J. Surhoff. Um, he he was one of those players that came out of the, you know, waiting in the, you know, parking lot sure. players. And um, it was just amazing. I mean, Kelbrickham. Ripken just looked right into my eyes. I mean, he has <laughs> sound like a. So what was that? Was that he Orioles? Has, he, has a, he has the bluest eyes you've ever seen. Was that Orioles and San Francisco Giants? That's where you were then. It was. It was um, the Orioles last year, right? Um, uh, that he was with. Yeah, because yeah. Surhoff was with Baltimore. Ripken was with Baltimore. Will Clark, he was with the Giant. Did he end up playing in Baltimore too at the end? Uh, well, I, I got his autograph. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, that's yeah, good. I just he, don't he, remember. He was yeah. there. He was there that year. Wow. The last year of um, Kelber again. Got you. Elgin, hey, man, sorry to hear about uh, Casper, man. Have a good rest of your day. That sucks, man. And anytime you lose a pet, that's, uh, that's not cool. Not cool. Chris in Brookfield, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sparky. Yeah, I agree with you about uh, the character flaw of throwing a guy under the bus and not just that admitting to uh, taking the roids. But as far as that's concerned, I could care less. They're, 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 they're doing sports. They're all entertainment. They get paid to be entertainers. I could care less what they put in their bodies. They know what they're putting in them. And most of them take it to heal better. So the faster the heal, the better you get to see black guys play. I, that's the part that doesn't bother me at all. But the fact that he threw the guy under the bus and that he did just come clean, that bothered me. You know, that's a character flaw. But other than that, keep going, Ryan Braun. Have a good life. Enjoy it. You did you did the best you could for us. Uh, you won games for us, so I'm a fan. 
All right. Very good. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Got some tweets coming in here. Uh, Dan tweets at 1250 AM, then at Sparky Radio. Brewers legend who had one gigantic screw-up in his career. If not for that, he goes down as one of the most beloved Brewers ever. To me, though, still an absolute legend. Uh, and he had the sexiest swing in baseball, says Dan. Uh, hashtag Ryan Braun forever, tweeting at 1250 AM, the fan, and at uh, Sparky Radio. Mr. B just calls him a giant turd. Uh, the singing owl uh, said, I never really got over the way Braun viciously and very publicly slandered the people who told the truth about his cheating. I'm glad rooting for the Brewers no longer means rooting for him. It's from the singing owl tweeting at 1250 AM. The fan. So there are some people that are simply not over this. I, I, I think I'm wrong. Mark tweets at Sparky radio prior to the incident. Braun was DiMaggio to me after disappointment led to forgiveness. In the end, I love that guy. Number eight, or hashtag eight, Mark, tweeting at Sparky Radio. Uh, let's see here. Take a quick time out. Come back. How will you remember Ryan Braun? Now that he officially retired from Major League Baseball today, how will you remember Braun? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. Rami Makloff and the Rami Show. Uh, coming up here uh, at 3 o'clock. Football season is finally back. And the place to be to catch all the action, create your own sporting action, is Q Club of Wisconsin. Not only do they have plenty of TVs to watch the games on, but you can play your own games. They're a huge entertainment game room. We're talking indoor bocce ball, darts, foosball, ping pong, lots of pool tables all over the place. Not to mention all the great food they got. Loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and updates. That Q, that's Q Club of WI.com for menu and updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Ryan Braun officially retiring earlier today. Uh, I'll play this video, a uh, little video message from Ryan Braun again, and then we'll get back to taking more of your calls. 
How will you remember Ryan Braun as a Brewer? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250am. The fan here is Braun from earlier today. Brewer fans, Ryan Braun here. This is an exciting time to be following the Brewers, and like you, I'm enjoying every minute of it. While we're taking it all in, I wanted to take a minute to share some news with you. On May 25th, 2007, I took the field for the first time in a Major League uniform. Today, more than 14 years later, I have decided to officially retire as an active player. While it's impossible to summarize my emotions right now, what I feel most is one simple thing, gratitude. And I just wanted to take the time to say thank you. I've been incredibly fortunate to be joined by countless amazing teammates, coaches, support staff, friends and family for this incredible ride. To the fans, thank you for showing me and my family unconditional love and always making us feel like we truly belong to this community. Thank you for packing the ballpark night in and night out for 14 years. You made coming to the ballpark every day a joy and I cannot imagine a better playing experience than being a brewer for life. Thank you for the encouragement, support, and motivation. Thank you for the memories, the postseason runs, the moments I'll never forget. I'm coming back to town for the last home game of the regular season on Sunday, September 26th, and I hope you'll be there to celebrate with me. Until then, go Brewers. All right, so there is Ryan Braun from earlier today. I want to know from you now, how will you remember Ryan Braun uh, as a Milwaukee Brewer? That's simply... The question. Lucas tweets at 1250 AM, the fan, and at Sparky Radio. Growing up, he was the first big-time player to commit to Milwaukee, and that always meant a ton. The big moments he had early in his career in 08 and 11 brought the franchise back to relevancy. was great to see him become a leader for his, uh, this latest run they've had and redeem himself. Yeah, I, I would agree with everything. I, I think that was about as well-spoken as, as you can do, uh, especially on social media. Very, very well done. Mike, Southside, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Mike? Car chatter. Nice guy from what I hear. Rubbed a little Ben Gay on the wrong part of the body. Got hung for it. I think he's making a... He just made a big mistake. He shouldn't have retired. He should have came back and played. They could have plugged him in the left. Jackie Bradley Jr. out. And win a World Series. Mark McGuire did. Jose Consigliere. They were the biggest cheaters ever. I mean, well, they I won it before they were caught. Though. Maybe, maybe they didn't have money to offer him. Well, I, I don't know about all that. I got a more pressing question with you. I, I heard Bart Winkler this morning on Bart Show say that you are going to rap on his show tomorrow morning. Did. You you already did what? You rapped on his show today? Yeah, it's a big show rap. Oh, it's about us? Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Now you're going to have to get up early and listen. Because I didn't do the whole thing. I gave him a little teaser. Oh, so are you doing a full rap tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, I got to squeeze uh, Romney in there and Bart. Yeah. Those are too tough. They're tough to rhyme. What rhymes with Romney? Uh, Rami, I don't know. Plucker's probably more good with words than yeah. me. What rhymes with Rami? Origami. 
Origami. Oh, uh, that ain't getting in my rap. Mitt Romney. There's another one. I mean, I don't I know. I called him that one day. He was mad. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I can't imagine he'd like that, Mike. All right, thank uh, you. Uh, real quick, quick, yeah. Ron. Uh, a statue? Come on. No, can't have a statue. No. You can't have no statue. No, no statue. No, but totally agree with you on that, All Mike. Right. Thanks. Uh, listen, tomorrow, usually around 9 o'clock, 8.30, o'clock. Sounds good. I'll be here. I'll be in the office listening. All right, take care. Looking forward to hearing Mike uh, rapping, apparently, about the big show. I didn't know it was about the big show. Bart didn't say that when I was listening earlier today that Mike was going to be rapping. Uh, got another tweet here from Pa Paw Tom, 1953. Says, I was really happy when a guy like Braun signed his long contract with the Brewers. I love loyalty like that. It was rare. Braun and Rogers, cool. But I was ashamed of the whole, uh, you know, PED thing. Terrible insight to who he is. I would have traded him. I think a lot of people would have been down for trading him. The problem was how much the contract was uh, versus the production that he had and so forth. Would you get, you know, the return that you deserve? Probably wouldn't have. No. Uh, Tim tweets at Sparky Radio. Braun is like the second best brewer ever. We all know what happened, but Gaylord Perry and the Spitter, Clemens, A-Rod, Canseco, McGuire, Reigns, uh, Greenies in the 70s. Cheating has been in pro sports and isn't going away either. Too much money otherwise. Tim, I don't think it's that he cheated. I mean, that's part of the fact that he cheated. But the bigger part was lying about the dude in Kenosha. That, to me, that was the bigger issue. You know, Jami cheated. Jami came out of a press conference and said, yeah, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I screwed up. I did it. You got me. Sorry. And other guys never fess up or whatever the case may be. And in Braun's situation, he lied it lied and thought he'd get away with it, throwing some other, somebody else under the bus, and got caught. And that's just kind of how the whole thing played out. Uh, coming up next, uh, Corbin Burns joined the Wendy's Big Show in the first hour of the Wendy's Big Show uh, earlier today. If you missed it, we'll play it for you next right here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan getting you ready for the Rami Show coming up here in about 23 minutes. Rami Makhlouf right back in this seat again. Earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show, we had a chance to talk with Craig Kashan in the third hour from Valley Sports Wisconsin. Normally does uh, hosting of pre- and post-game show. We were able to get him on and talk about him being the play-by-play guy to call the combined no-hitter with Burns and Hater uh, on Saturday night. We had him on in the third hour. In the first hour of the show, uh, we were lucky enough, uh, thanks to Dan Plucker for reaching out to Mike Vassallo of the Brewers and Mike Vassallo, the media relations guy, uh, for setting the whole thing up and for Corbin Burns agreeing to come on to get Corbin Burns uh, on the show in the first hour today. And if you missed it, here it is from earlier today. Joining us now is the guy that was uh, one of the two guys at the moment, I guess, Corbin Burns and Josh Hader, combined no-hitter uh, on Saturday night. Corbin Burns joins us now uh, right here on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider's hiring drivers right now for more info. Call them 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE. Or go to schneiderjobs.com. First off, congratulations, Corbin, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, okay, so first things first, I guess, uh, is uh, from a fan standpoint, and that's what I am. Gary's the former professional football player. I'm just the dude that gets behind the microphone. Uh, <laughs> at what point in that thing do you start thinking – about a, a no hitter because you started off just dominating guys, striking out one after another uh, on the night. At what point does it kind of click in? Because you've been close before, where you get into the seventh and so forth. Yeah, I think once once we got through the sixth is when uh, I think it, you know it kind of started to become a reality. Um, you know, even at that point, the pitch count was 
was a little on the high end, so we knew we were going to have to have a couple of uh, a couple of quick ones to be able to finish it. Um, you know, and then went out for the seventh, had leadoff walk, and had, had a, a little bit of a higher stress landing there. So that was that was kind of the it of it for, for being able to get all nine. But um, you know, I was able to to go out there and get all eight, and then um, you know, Josh came out and closed the door. How is that, Corbin, from a pitch count standpoint, because of the pandemic last year, playing off of last year into this year? Have they pretty much told you starters of look? This is kind of the the highest number we we kind of want you guys to go to to you know throughout this season, trying to save your arms a little bit. No, there, there's no specific number, um, but you know, with it being early September and us being so far up in the division, and you know, mine's focused on you know trying to win a World Series. It just didn't seem didn't seem smart to go out and push it and. Um, you know, something happens and we're up to 130, 135, 140 pitches if it's a long inning. Um, so it just, you know, it just made sense for for everyone to to stop it right there. Um, you know, had it been a you know earlier in the year or a completely different season or different scenario, then um, yeah, I think I would have would have gotten the opportunity to go back out there. But just uh, you know, just kind of the spot we're in right now, it just didn't make sense. Are you guys superstitious at all? Because when this game was going, my son Brock looked at me and goes. And it, we were not watching the game, but then we were watching the four-letter network, and there was a crawl going on at about ooh fourth or fifth inning. Says Corbin Burns, Milwaukee Brewers, no hitter going. And my my son says, Dad, we got to turn it. I go, No, we cannot change the channel now. I mean, we just gonna have to just see what happens because if we turn the channel, something happens. I'm gonna be upset. Do you go to, through some sort of ritual with that? You do the same thing all the time. When you know you got something going good. Um, you know, I've you know, I'm I'm a really routine oriented person, so I have um, my routines and stuff that I do in between innings in the dugout. Um, but I, you know, I, I do that every inning, depending on if we just give up runs, if we just you know punched out three, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, the, the most I remember from that night in between innings was um, you know me and Omar, we were we we're having fun, cracking jokes. Um, you know, it was a really really light you know light hearted conversations in the dugout with the, with the other guys. So. I don't think there was anyone at that point that was you know, super, super um, trying to you know, stay away from me, not talk to me, <laughs> try to avoid me. Um, yeah, that we were just we were in there having fun and, and cracking jokes and just having a good time, you know, playing a game that we love. Talking with Corbin Burns, Brewers starting pitcher, part of the combined no hitter with Josh Hader on Saturday night for the Brewers. Follow him on Twitter at Burns sixteen. He joins us here on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, Corbin, I, I, in my head, I've been going back and forth which uh, of uh, the catches were more impressive in this thing. The Lorenzo Cain catch, obviously, in the seventh was a uh, was a big catch, the diving catch. But I don't know, man. That Jace Peterson catch diving into the netting or jumping into the netting on that foul ball in the ninth, that was that was a pretty big catch, too. If you had a grade them, you know, who gets the 10, who gets the 9.5 between those two? <laughs> um. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm gonna go with with the low low cane catch being the ten, just because I was I was the one that was still in the game. Being uh, honest, that's good. I like it. That's good. And, and uh, you know, I mean, obviously, Jason's was a was a great catch too. Um, you know, run down the line. Had there not been a netting, he probably would have gone into the stands, so that would have made it look even better. But you know, with with the netting now, it saved him from from going into the stands. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was there was also. Lots of ground balls and um, you know a lot of other great plays in that game, but um, yeah, you know those are the two that you know probably stand out as as the most, and you know the the plays of the game that keep that uh, no hitter going. You know, I don't know if you were at the the Milwaukee Bucks game. I think when all of you guys were up in the booth up there and had a chance to experience all that. What what was that like when you guys saw all that stuff going on? 
and then knowing, like, man, our season's going, we can do this too here in Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, it's you, you know how hard um, you know, other professional sports are yeah. working because you're in, you know, in baseball and in the professional sports. So you know the emotion that those guys are going through um, to get to that point. You know, as a, you know, since I've been a brewer, we've been in the postseason for three straight years, and this will be the fourth. So it's, it's easy to relate. You know, the the work you put in. You know, the the extra games you have to play to get to the postseason. So the only thing that I can't relate to now is one of the championships. So um, you know, seeing those guys celebrating and you know the city going crazy and the you know the just the, the energy around the city when you're walking around and. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty special, and you know those guys are going to be pulling for us just like we were pulling for them. So, hopefully, we can uh, you know we can be the second organization in the uh, in the city to to get a championship. Corbin, how much are you paying attention uh, to this whole Cy Young race and the conversation with you and uh, Bueller and Scherzer and uh, these guys Woodruff, obviously, and Peralta all in that conversation? Because it, Mike Vassallo, uh, the Brewers media relations guy, uh, tweeted out, I believe, the other day, all the first place uh, you're in, in in different categories, pitching categories, but the one knock seems to be the lack of innings pitched uh, compared to, say, a Walker Bueller of the Dodgers. How much have you been paying attention to that, and what do you say to those people that may knock you for it? Yeah, you know, I, I take a look at it every now and then. Um, you know, my focus is, is what i got to do in between starts to go out and be best prepared to uh, you know, to go out and throw as, up as many zeros as I can for the team. Um, you know, it's, it's cool, obviously, to kind of sit back and you know look at what I've you know, what I've done this year, what the other guys have done, um, you know, what Woody's done, what Freddie's done um, to this point. But um, you know, a lot of that is is obviously out of you know the things I can control are going out there and doing the best I can to throw up zeros, get you know, get the team wins, and you know try to make a late postseason push. So. Um, you know all that voting and all the speculation, all the talk. That's all left up to the uh, the uh, the voters and you know what they decide on ultimately at the end. I'll tell you this much: that D- Dave Gasper. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. That reviewing the brew. I think he's been trying to get you a Cy Young for three years now. Uh, so he, he just doesn't let up. I, I want to go back a couple years, though, though, when you struggled that one year, um, and then you ended up down in the minors, then you ended up in the pitching lab in Arizona. In uh, that whole year that that you went through. It, I can't imagine you maybe envisioned yourself to where you are now, but how important kind of was that year in a weird way to your career going forward? Yeah, I mean, 2019 obviously was tough, and it's you know a year that no one ever wants to have. Um, you know, coming up in 2018 in the in a playoff hunt in that atmosphere and having the success I had, um, you know, you felt like it was just gonna gonna set you up for this huge career um, for for it to come tumbling down the next year. But um, no, it was it was great for me because it you know it told me that hey that you know I w- wasn't ready to compete at this level, um, so I had to put in a lot of work, um, mostly on the mental side of it. Um, you know I knew I had the the stuff and the uh, the ability to be a big league pitcher. It was just putting the uh, you know the behind the scenes work in to to best prepare myself for the big leagues, and um, you know we put a lot of work in in the off season of of 2019 into 2020, and. Um, you know, basically, just, I just wanted to go out and just try to do the best I could to be a part of the team. And you know, for me, that was make sure I was mentally prepared for every outing, uh, whether I was bullpen or starting, which eventually it was the rotation. And um, just to go out and have fun. You know, 2019 was was not a fun year, and so that was kind of the main focus was go out and do your job and have fun. And you know, it's led to to good result good results ever since. Corbin, can you talk a little bit though about your team? Seems like a 
a pretty unique bunch there there in that locker room. And who's the guys that keep you loose? Willie Adams. I mean, I like him a lot. I mean, how does that make up? How does it all come together inside that locker room? Yeah, you know, there, there's, there's a small group of guys um, that have been together since, uh, since that first postseason um, run in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ever since then, they've, you know, Stearns and, you know, the Brewers have done a great job of adding to that group. And, um, you know, we have to, we started off this year, we, it was a little bit of a slow start, struggling a little bit. Um, you know, then, then, then we had to trade for Willie. And, um, you know, the energy he brought to the clubhouse from day one was, was I don't think, something that could be matched by anyone that was in there. Um, so that was obviously huge for us. And then um, the trade deadline came. We got a couple arms added, um, added Escobar, and um, you know, I think that, that helped take us to that next level. But, it, you know, it's a special group of guys, and there's, you know, there's no game that we feel we can't win, you know, no matter what the score is. Um, I think it was, goes to show you that Cubs game. I think we were down 7 nothing in the first when we came out. Yeah, you know what the funny thing about that Cubs game was that seven nothing in the first. Ashby started that game. That was this show's affiliate day uh, at that ballpark. Before I even got into the stadium after having done the show, it was seven nothing. And then to have you guys come back, that 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 brings up an interesting point too. When it's muggy and hot and humid and everything is shut, that's got to make it especially difficult, I would think, on you guys because I know the fans in there feel like they're in a sauna at times. Yeah, it's it's definitely warm when that uh, when it's all buttoned up. Um, but you know it's a lot better than than having to play in some rain or having weather delays. So, so we don't uh, we don't complain about it too much. But um, yeah, you know it's definitely a different um, different feel um, versus when everything's opened opened up versus when everything closed. But things that you know we're fortunate enough that we don't have to worry about weather delays um, for our 81 home games. So that's something that uh, we just kind of put up with. Corbin, congratulations again Thank on you. that combined no hitter with Josh Hay- with Josh Hader. Follow him on Twitter at Burn Sixteen. And uh, look forward to watching you pitch the rest of the year and into the postseason. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Take buddy. Take care. There he is, Corbin Burns, Brewers starting pitcher. On the Schneider Orange Hotline, Schneider's hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. He's good. Oh, yeah. He's really good. Appreciate uh, Mike Vassallo for setting that up. Get Corbin Burns on. Appreciate Dan Plucker for uh, arranging it as well. Coming up next, we will talk with Rami Makloff from The Rami Show. What does he have in store today? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University studio. The leader in online education for more than 25 years is Lakeland University. Lakeland.edu. That's Lakeland.edu. Rami Makhlouf here. Sad. Why? Because a legendary comedian passed away, I think it was, earlier today. Yeah, man. Or was it last night and it just came well, out today? I think, well, I just found out about it today. I don't know. Yeah, that's when I, I saw it on Twitter. Norm like... McDonald. Yeah, man. SNL guy. Yeah. He did some, was he on Monday Night Football for uh, one year? Was he? Dennis, no, Miller, Dennis Miller was. Miller I yeah, think, I know Dennis I Miller. I don't, I don't Norm McDonald was never associated. Norm McDonald ever did that, no. Oh. All right. But that really sucks, dude. That's really, uh, that one hit hard. I love Norm McDonald. He was probably young. my, he, he was, was young too. 61. Yeah, man. young. He's wow. probably my favorite weekend update guy ever. On SNL? On SNL, yeah. Because he just didn't care. He just didn't care. He was, he was just amazing, man. And an amazing joke writer and the best talk show host, talk show guest, like, ever. Yeah, like, there's a lot of those clips all over the place. Especially on, especially on, on Conan, but we're, we're, wherever he was doing a talk right. show, it was, it was just always a home run. This that this really sucks, dude. That sucks. I, I found didn't know about he, it right before I, I left the I didn't know house. he was battling cancer, I guess. For 10 years. Yeah, I didn't know that. And never, never told anybody. I mean, I'm sure people close to him knew. So nobody knew. Never made it public. I've never heard anything of it. Nope. Nope. There was a couple times I was, I saw him and I was like, mm, I think something might be up. But, I mean, you don't say that out loud. You know what I mean? Um, but that this that that really sucks. Dude. Yeah. That sucks. I understand. Uh, All right. Damper on the day. So are you going to do the show? Yeah. I'll do the show. I'll be able to do the show. I literally found When did you find it? I just found out right before I left the house. Well, see- for those of you that don't know, behind the curtain again. Yeah. Anytime I have bad news, I'm not supposed to tell Rami until it's six o'clock. <laughs> so that was bad news. I knew it would affect Rami in a negative way, so I wasn't going to tell him. I was like, "Well, maybe he won't see it and he'll be fine." And when I'm you came, on Twitter, dude, when you I'm came in, in in a commercial break, I hear Norm Macdonald playing in the background. I'm like, "Well, he knows." There goes yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I'm on but that's Twitter. our rule. Yeah. Don't tell me anything bad before I go on the air. <laughs> so I, fine. I'll wait for six yeah, this o'clock. one this one was unavoidable. Yeah, this one was Sorry. unavoidable. Ah, it's I mean that's that's life. All, All right, right. Well, let's well yeah, go ahead. Coming up on the show today, Sparky. Let me get let me get some excitement, some energy Norm for McDonald's this show tribute today. for three hours. Uh, no, oh. I there will be a tribute though. I asked Sam to pull a little something something. You should be able, you should play audio. Just so, make sure there's no swearing. No, it's from Conan. It's oh, a clip perfect. From Conan. It's the one you heard me playing on my yeah. phone when during, okay. while you were playing back Corbin Burns. Out of the gates, now that now that like, you know, your feelings have settled, you're out of your feelings a little bit. What real concerns can you take from that week one loss to the Saints? Like not not the hype not the hyperbole. I had people calling my show yesterday in the first half hour bringing up Shailene Woodley. I can't that was one thing I did not see coming. But okay. That, but oh all right. That was that was rage and panic after a bad week one loss. Now I'm I'm assuming people have settled down and I want to know what real concerns, like things that might actually linger and carry on beyond just that one loss. Mm. That's the question I want to ask out of the games. Good. I'll go over well. <laughs> Then what are you going to do? <laughs> then I'm going to talk with Peter Bukowski of the Locked On Packers podcast. He'll join the, me uh, at 3.30. The Locked On Packers podcast put out a thing on Twitter this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was a picture of Rodgers at the presser. Uh-huh. Uh, and 
they said wrong answers only. Okay. So I responded with a picture of CM Punk. <laughs> he did have a little bit of a CM Punk look. Oh, going. CM Punk tweeted out, "Is it yesterday? Quit." Quit sending me Aaron Rodgers crap. I'm not him or something like that. So clearly it was irritating the hell out of him because everybody was sending him, you know, saying that he looks like Aaron Rodgers and apparently he was getting on his last nerve. So so uh, also it's Tuesday. You know what that means at 4 o'clock, Sparky. It's Tuesdays with Winkler. Bart Winkler joins me for a half hour. We're going to take a good deep dive into Corbin Burns' Cy Young resume, and it's not it has, it has a big hole in it. I hate to break it to people. What a shock. But his Cy Young resume – kind of has a big hole in it we'll talk about that at 4 30 wait to hear what that is and uh also we'll be hearing some of your discussion with uh, corbin burns at some point in the show and did you uh, see the numbers uh, and all the categories players. he leads in yes yes you did see that i did are you to come up with some advanced stat that nobody's ever actually heard of no to say man this that's is, why this he doesn't is, this doesn't is pretty work. basic this is pretty basic and it's not i didn't i'm not the one who pointed it out the only re- basic thing that i've seen is he'll get screwed because of innings pitched that's the only thing I've seen to this point. And we asked Burns about that, and he just he's like, "Look, I can't, I can't necessarily control that yeah, mm. at this point." Well, no, not at this point. How's he a can't. pulled up going for a no hitter because of the playoffs? Yeah, I know, I know. You really, there was a plan at the beginning of the year. David Stearns was on. Dan Plucker will tell you he was on our show on the Big Show, and he said there was a plan in place, whether it be going six man rotation, skipping a start, or whatever. The goal in all of this was to make sure everybody was healthy come the postseason. And that is exactly what they've been able to do. Now, again, they've got a couple more weeks. But as of right now, Peralta's healthy, Burns is healthy, and Woodruff is healthy. And they're good. Now, they've got to get to the postseason. That's the most important thing. They've got to get to the postseason, and then once they're there, go. So if it costs them to Cy Young because he's 30 innings behind or whatever the heck the stupid thing is, if that's if that's going to cost them and they win a World Series, do not yeah, care. Nobody's going to care. No, do nobody not will care. care, nor should you. No, do not care. So that that's good. So that's a fun show. What are you and Bart talking about? You know, we just we just shoot the breeze, man. Me and Bart just hang out. He seems like he would be a Norm McDonald guy. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm guessing. Yeah, has a dry sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, I think he deadpan could delivery. I don't know who's on one, but you're gonna have to wait for Rami at three o'clock. Uh, <laughs> Rami Magloff, the Rami Show comes up next. Did you hear Mike on the South Side is doing a rap tomorrow morning on Bart Show? A what? He started gonna, to do. He started to rap this morning. No, he's going to have the complete rap tomorrow morning between like eight thirty and nine Why or so. He said that to Bart's show, he's not mine. Doing the rap on the big show. On the big show, the rap is about the big show. But apparently, oh. he also is going to write in. Now he said uh, Romney and uh, Bart. <laughs> All right. So I'm looking forward to it. I am too, but I want that on my show. Why is he? Why is he going to the Bart Winkler show with that? Why does he get the exclusive? I mean, he likes Bart better. Really? I, think? I, 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 I thought don't. Mike was my guy. Yeah, I don't. I like you better. But I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> in, in general, I, I think that's I think that's what happened, though. All right. I, I think that's what it is. Well, I look forward to it. I'll talk with Bart about it today at 4 o'clock. Yeah, I don't think it's anything other than that. But it's okay, though. Uh, Rami comes up next. Don't go anywhere. Have a good rest of your day. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 